Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. The U.S. space program certainly has its fair share of America's heroes. Their names are legendary. Armstrong is on the moon. Neil Armstrong. John Glenn is inside the spacecraft. The countdown at this moment is T minus 85 minutes. But as the Challenger climbed today, it carried an American woman astronaut, Sally Ride, into space and into history. And on the big screen, we've no doubt seen the handiwork at Mission Control and the genius engineers who keep our brave astronauts out of harm's way. It certainly takes a village on Earth to support the men and women beyond the clouds. But there's one group you haven't heard of that was vital to NASA's mission early on. Deaf students from Gallaudet University. Without them, we might never have been able to send humans safely into space. In the early days of the space program, more than a half century ago, NASA needed to understand what would happen to humans when they went into space. One particular concern was motion sickness. Astronauts in space would be subjected to incredible conditions, weightlessness, constant rotation, G-forces, Scientists needed to understand how humans would react and how to make it easier for them. It turns out there's a group of people perfect for that kind of research. People who are immune to motion sickness. Specifically, people who have become deaf as a result of spinal meningitis and do not have a functioning vestibular system. The vestibular system controls balance in your sense of movement. In 1961, researchers from the U.S. Naval School of Aviation Medicine visited Gallaudet University, a college for the deaf and hard of hearing in Washington, D.C. They tested over 100 students, faculty and staff, and selected a handful to participate in their study. The research continued for years. Participants went on parabolic flights, floating in zero gravity. They were strapped in cages that swayed nonstop. One student remembers being placed in a rotating room where they would sit for days, even to eat and sleep. Incredibly, the death subjects adjusted by the second or third day. In another experiment, the subjects went out on a boat in rough waters off the coast of Nova Scotia in a storm. One of the deaf subjects remembers thinking it was a wonderful time. The researchers didn't enjoy it quite so much. They spent the whole trip vomiting. At the time, Sign language interpreters were scarce, so communication was usually brief and written. But the participants remember the research as an adventure, even if it was hard work. One says that it was his way of serving his country, since he would never be able to join the military. The research with these subjects is still used as a vital piece of understanding human reactions to motion. And for the astronauts who know about the experiment, it's a source of fascination. One of the research subjects, David Myers, recalls meeting astronaut John Glenn, the first American to orbit Earth. He says when Glenn found out there was a group of deaf people who would never get motion sickness, he said he envied them. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Sarah Larimer for reporting this story for The Washington Post. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.